0: Veeam, Radical Resilience, starts here.
1: This is your Tech News Briefing for Thursday, March 2nd. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Salesforce co-founder and chief executive Mark Benioff prides his company on having a family feel. But amid layoffs and cost-cutting measures, the software giant is struggling to maintain that culture. Our tech reporter Tom Dutton joins us to talk about what Salesforce is going through and how changes to culture could affect the company's future. That's after these headlines. TikTok has announced a 60-minute screen time limit for children. The app will automatically add the new limit to every account belonging to users under 18 in the coming weeks, the company announced on Wednesday. If minors want to stay on the app longer, they must enter a passcode. It's part of an effort to get young people to become more aware of how much time they spend on the app. Other social media platforms like Instagram have added similar features in recent years. Speaking of TikTok, a bill aimed at banning the app in the U.S. was approved by the House Foreign Affairs Committee. The committee's chairman called TikTok a modern-day Trojan horse for the Chinese government to collect information. The Data Act, which we told you about yesterday, still needs to be approved by the full House, where Republicans have a majority. Then it will head to the Democratic-controlled Senate, where it will likely face a tougher path. TikTok, which is owned by Beijing-based ByteDance, has repeatedly said it wouldn't share data with the Chinese government. In a statement, the company said it was disappointed to see the bill move forward. Software provider Salesforce reported a 14% jump in revenue last quarter coming in just shy of $8.4 billion. But that growth was slower than past quarters, as concerns about the economy weighed on the company. Salesforce also reported a net loss of $98 million for the first three months of the year. We'll have more on Salesforce and how it's coping in the current economic climate later in the show. And finally, Elon Musk opened Tesla's Investor Day with these remarks.
0: The thing that I think is we wanted to convey probably more, more importantly than anything else that we talk about here, is that there is a clear path to a sustainable energy Earth. It's not, um, it doesn't require destroying natural habitats. Uh, it doesn't uh, require us to be austere and stop using electricity and sort of be in the cold or anything.
1: Tesla and other electric vehicle makers have been facing questions about the impact of battery creation and where their cars pull energy from. Musk is hoping to win over shareholders who are concerned about growing competition in the electric vehicle space. Tesla's shares have rebounded this year after falling sharply in 2022. The event came one day after Mexico's president announced Tesla was planning to build a manufacturing facility in the country. We'll have more insight and analysis on Tesla's Investor Day in tomorrow's show. All right, coming up, the Ohana feeling fades. Salesforce focuses less on having a family culture at work. We'll discuss the reasons and the impact after the break. Build a stronger future with Veeam, the global leader in data protection and ransomware recovery. Protect and restore any workload, anywhere, anytime, instantly, and get comprehensive recovery and tailored solutions that scale with you. Visit VEEAM.com to learn more. Veeam. Radical resilience starts here. Salesforce is facing the same problem a lot of tech companies are. After a period of massive growth, it's now got to deal with an economic downturn. During the boom times, the software giant spent money putting the company's name on skyscrapers in San Francisco, New York, London, and Tokyo. It increased its staffing numbers by roughly 60 percent in 2020. And people familiar with the arrangement say it agreed to pay actor Matthew McConaughey more than $10 million a year to be a creative advisor and TV pitchman. Now, things have changed. The company laid off 8,000 workers in January, and remaining staff say the family culture that Salesforce has prided itself on is taking a hit. WSJ tech reporter Tom Duton wrote about this along with tech reporter Catherine Binley. Tom is with us to discuss what's happening at Salesforce. Hi, Tom. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about the culture at Salesforce. What has it been like historically?
0: The company really built its culture around this idea of Ohana, which is a Hawaiian word meaning family or familial bonds. And the tenets of Ohana, as far as Salesforce's CEO, Mark Benioff defines it, is there is a connection among all employees, uh, employees to their customers, and even to the broader community around them. And so it's this kind of oneness and string that connects all people that are attached to its products, the company, and then the places where they live. And that it was sort of pervaded this whole idea of how to build Salesforce. And that took also the form of other kind of perks and wellness ideas like meditation and yoga.
1: Tell us more about that. I mean, the wellness day is the sort of investing in the individual employees. Like, what was it like to work there?
0: Well, the wellness days was a thing that was introduced earlier in the pandemic, which basically gave people... A day off during the month to kind of put their mental beings back together. And that was something that continued for months during the pandemic until finally it was rolled back uh, at the beginning of this year. And then the meditation, you know, on every floor of Salesforce Tower, and there are Salesforce Towers all over the world, they have a meditation room, uh, which I visited actually last week. And it's what it sounds like it's a room on a floor that has places for you to sit and, I guess, center yourself mentally.
1: Okay, but Salesforce, like other companies, is having to make cuts because of the current economic climate. So how is it doing that? What is it losing?
0: There's a lot of stuff that's changing at the company, both just in how it runs its business, its general operations, but also on the wellness front. Specifically to the wellness stuff, they have rolled back the well-being days. They had, during the pandemic, signed a booking arrangement with Trailblazer Ranch, it was called, which is a kind of wilderness retreat near Santa Cruz that employees could have come to and both been trained to learn how to do their jobs better, but also do things like yoga and hiking. And that arrangement is now gone, partly because there wasn't as much attendance to it, but also this is a company that's having to keep a lid on costs and things like that are just no longer really an option. If you want to talk about the broader cuts and where the business is going right now, they laid off 8,000 people at the beginning of the year. And that was a response to slowing growth and just the challenging economic environment and this new emphasis by investors that Salesforce really do a better job keeping its lid on costs and keeping it more in line with its revenue growth, which has slowed down.
1: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about investors. How are they kind of approaching Salesforce and its position at the moment?
0: Well, I mean, it's been pretty aggressive. Its stock is down 47% from its peak in 2021. And so there's been a disenchantment with tech overall in the last couple of years, but specific to Salesforce, their stock is down much more than like the NASDAQ index. And, you know, more dramatically over the course of the last few months, activist investors have been piling into Salesforce to try and push for change.
1: Do we know more about specifically what kinds of changes those activist investors are asking for?
0: The most specific changes that we know about from an activist is from Starboard Value, which in a presentation last year said pretty directly that they believe Salesforce is not really meeting its potential when it comes to the amount that it's spending. So given its revenue and the amount that it's growing, they should just be far more profitable. And this isn't specific to Starboard, but just generally looking at the market, the adjusted operating margins for Salesforce, which is looking at their profit margins, taking out certain expenses like stock-based comp, those are substantially below some of their direct competitors like ServiceNow and Adobe. And so if you're an investor and you see a company like Salesforce that for years has had lower margins than its competitors And Salesforce's argument has always been, well, we're growing faster than them, so we need to spend more to grow more. Now that they're not growing as much, that argument looks a lot weaker.
1: How are all of these changes, the push by activist investors, the cuts that Salesforce has already made, how are they impacting the morale of the employees who are still there?
0: I think it's a big question. I mean, you've seen the stuff that's been rolled back. And that has made a lot of them upset. I mean, we reported in this story that there is this Slack channel called Airing of Grievances, which has 22,000 members. And people are sounding off there talking about their frustration at seeing things rolled back. And there's just general overall fear that the more that activists push for change and push for a rolling back of expenditures, the kind of things that made Salesforce unique are going to go away as well.
1: How has um Salesforce and Mark Benioff responded to the shift in morale?
0: He still believes strongly in Ohana as the connecting force inside the company and to its customers. When I talked to him, he didn't say Ohana is we're done with that stuff. Now it's all about efficiency. He really thinks it can evolve to be something that fits within a more productivity-oriented company rather than just a growth-oriented company. So he recognizes that times have changed and the business is paramount is the thing he told me directly in our interview so and then from screenshots of their internal slack conversations that i got to see he's really mixing it up with employees that are complaining so if someone is saying they're unhappy with some of the draft policy proposals he's going directly into slack and giving his opinion and pushing back on things and trying to give the perspective of the ceo which look i mean it's a 160 billion dollar company it's not that common to see a ceo dealing directly with their employees in a, you know, communicative platform.
1: All right. That's our reporter, Tom Duton. Thanks for joining us, Tom.
0: Of course. Thanks for having me.
1: And that's it for today's tech news briefing. If you want more tech stories, check out our website, wsj.com. And if you like our show, please rate and review it. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. Build a stronger future with Veeam, the global leader in data protection and ransomware recovery. Protect and restore any workload, anywhere, anytime, instantly, and get comprehensive recovery and tailored solutions that scale with you. Visit VEEAM.com to learn more. Veeam. Radical resilience starts here.